Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of The Spilled Tea. My name is David Michael McQuay, and I'll be your host today. I will um, have an opening soon. I'm actually working on an intro with the person that put together Doug's stuff. Like I said, um, I still talk to Doug on like a daily basis, so he gave me the number of a guy, so I'll be getting an intro soon. So I just wanted to do a quick show today. It's not going to be too long, but I saw some things in the news I wanted to discuss and also, of course, some stuff I want to talk about. Um, first off, I just wanted to get this out of the way. You can follow me at um, D-O-Q-U-I-N-N-7-6 on Twitter. You can follow the show at The Spill Tea on Twitter. You can follow Kyle, our, my other co-host, at Kylie SF, and also Dallas at O-D-A-A-T underscore web series. And like I discussed, um, Kyle will be discussing his move from California to New York, which is going to be awesome. When he told me he was moving, I said, this is perfect for you. He's been a California boy for a while, but I think New York is going to be the perfect, perfect place for him. And with Dallas, Dallas is um, all done with school. He's in a full-time job, and he just got back from a trip with the Hubster. They went to Paris. So I cannot wait to hear them. We are going to um, do a show tomorrow. Um, Yeah, I can't wait. I just can't wait to talk to them. I talk to them daily, but it's so different to talk to them live, you know. It's just, it's different to hear their voice and all that other stuff, but. And um, I think I'm going to have to, at some point, get Doug on the show, definitely, because, you know, um, he's been a big part of us, so, and, and we also want an update on him and all that good stuff. But let's get started with the show. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to discuss. First off, Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey. When they first got together, I actually thought it was like, don't you know how celebrities do like a celebrity hoax death? I kind of thought it was like a fake story. You know, I was like, oh, that's so funny. And then it really happened. They were together. And then they got married, and then they had two babies. And I'm like, huh, all right, well, hey, whatever, whatever works. You can definitely tell, and Nick will, Nick will attest to it. Mariah wore the pants in that family. When she said, Nick, jump, he said, how high, what direction, how do you want me to land? Like, she definitely wore the pants in that family. I think it just became too much for him, and he didn't want to turn into Bruce Jenner. No offense, Bruce. So um, I was a little shocked, though, that they lasted as long as they did and then that they broke up because I figure, you know, six years together in Hollywood, that's like 60. So I thought, hmm. I mean, they're together. They have kids, but I heard it's getting really nasty and Mariah's. I guess the whole thing came to a head when Nick had said that he had sex with Kim Kardashian. Now, I'm saying that I heard because I don't know. There could have been problems. You can't, you can't say that one statement he made broke up their whole marriage. There had to have been other things going on that we don't know about. So for the sake of their kids, I hope that this divorce, doesn't get ugly 
she's been through an ugly divorce before with Tommy Matola, so I just hope it's amicable, and I hope for the sake of the kids that it is done quietly. Uh, we don't need any type of craziness in this world. We have enough of that. Um, to get a little off topic, I wasn't going to talk about this, but um, speaking of craziness, this whole um, Ferguson the Ferguson shooting has really gotten everybody thrown back to 1960. My friend, I'm not going to name her name. She's married to a white man. She has two kids. She's African-American herself. She was pumping gas at the gas station, minding her own business, her two kids in the car. Some white guy yelled at her, called her a monkey, and berated her because of her race. She's pumping her gas with her kids in the car. She was mortified, but she didn't respond. She got in her car and she drove away after she was done. She looked towards someone, and the person across the way turned his head away from her. So he didn't step in. This happened this week. Not two years ago, not 10 years ago, not 20 years ago. In 2014, August 2014, my black friend, mother of two mixed-race children, was berated while pumping gas. Her son, who's, I think, five or six, says to her, Mommy, what's monkey mean? This is disgusting, it's ridiculous, and it needs to stop right now. I cannot even believe in 2014 we are still dealing with this kind of stuff going on. Sorry, I just got off on a tirade, but it just reminded me because Nick and Mariah have two children. She's mixed race and he's black, so I just hope that by the time that they're teens, none of this is going on. I'm sure it's going to because I'm living in the utopia in my head, but I can wish for the best, right? Okay. Moving on to something a little bit happier, um, if anybody knows the band... Bastille, they are a band, they sing this song called Pompeii. Now, I saw the movie with um, Kit Sexy Harrington from Game of Thrones called Pompeii. If anyone doesn't know, and I say this because I have to say this, Pompeii is a city in Italy, was a city in Italy, where Mount Vesuvius erupted and it completely destroyed the entire city. The, the entire city's gone. And the movie, you know, it's about one guy, and it, it, it's a long story, but it, it's a really good movie. You should check it out. It was out, I think, this summer. But Bastille, singer, who is insanely hot, too, his name is Dan Smith, he was born on Bastille Day. So... That's why he named his band Bastille. He's, it's so funny because he's from, he's British, born on a French day, but he's singing a song about Italians. So he was inspired by, I don't know what inspired him to write the, the song Compay, but he did. He wrote this song, and every time it comes on the radio, I just love it. Well, at my new job, they have a radio station playing overhead. And 
I just thought that that was so cool. And, of course, that song came on. So when the song came on, I went to my coworker and I said to her, now, I'm going to tell you that I tweeted this out. This is an actual conversation. I did not change anything. So this is what the tweet said on Wednesday. I love this song, hashtag Pompeii, by at the Steel Dan. You know it's about the city. My coworker, where's Pompeii? Australia? I start to laugh. She says, oh, well, I'm not good at biology. And I said, I'm sorry, I got to go. She's like, I meant biogeography. I'm like, that's not even a word. So I just thought it was a funny conversation, so I put it on Twitter. And like I said, I hashtagged the song Pompeii, and I did the, um, I tagged Bastille Dan into um, the tweet. Unbeknownst to me, this was at like 12 o'clock on Wednesday. Unbeknownst to me, Dan decided to retweet my, my tweet. The minute he did that, it was like it was like an explosion. All of his um, fans, and it was it's just crazy how it happened. It ended up having 794 favorites and 291 retweets as of this moment right now. The reason why I say that is because I did something funny. I did something quirky. I did something truthful. And it went, I don't know, in my head, it went viral, okay? My point is, if we do stuff that's less aggressive and more lighthearted, you get noticed. I mean, look at this. This is one little tweet that was totally funny to me, and everybody else found it funny. And I started to get followers from his fans. His fans are like the nicest fans ever. But I just wanted to share my experience and let you guys know, lead with positivity and you get it right back. So that's the story with that. I um, also want to talk to you guys about a couple of things. I'm really one of these people who, in my spare time, I don't go to clubs. I don't go to bars. I just, you know, hang out, watch TV, hang with my friends. I also am huge Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Well, I recently discovered, well, not recently, sometime mid-last year, summer last year, I discovered a model called Todd Stanfield. If you look him up, the first thing I thought of, well, first of all, he's got the body of a god, but... He looks kind of like if you take James Franco and mesh him together with Penn Badgley and then add in muscles. He is so insanely hot. It's just, it's not even normal. He just graduated because I follow him on Twitter and I follow his Facebook. He just graduated from pharmacy school. He is by far the hottest pharmacist I have ever seen in my entire life. Legit. He's insane. Add to that, he is a model. He does nude shots. He doesn't show his peen, but he definitely does, like, show his, like, bubble butt and everything. He gives Cody Deal a run for his money. Cody has the best butt in the world, but he, Todd definitely gives Cody a run for his money. Not only that, so he's a pharmacist and a model. 
but he also has his own underwear line. If you go to toddstanfield.com, you can buy his underwear. And the prices aren't anything outrageous. I mean, it's the same price that you would pay for Calvin Klein underwear or two exist underwear. So, yeah, look him up, um, toddstanfield.com. You can go get his underwear. Also, um, I want to talk to you about comedians. Now, recently, there's been a rash of hotness in different professions. So models, male models, actors, athletes, not the only professions with hot guys. Turns out there are hot comedians and there are hot DJs even. That's right, I said it, DJs. I'm going to tell you about my first hot comedian. He was in the movie The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. His name is Adam Ray, just Adam Ray, A-D-A-M, last name Ray, R-A-Y. Not only is this guy sarcastically funny, but the guy could model. And he doesn't even, he, he's not the type of person that shows these, like, sexy selfies. I don't even think he ever, even has a shirtless picture. But he is insanely hot. And I just, sorry about me concentrating on looks, but I, I, I was just totally blown away when I saw him in the movie. And then I followed him on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow him at um, Adam Ray Comedy. He has a podcast on um, iTunes with over 100 shows. And it's called About Last Night. Very funny guy, like I said. My other hot comedian is Mo Mandel. When I first saw him on Chelsea Lately, I thought he was a ginger Jew, and I was in heaven. But it turns out he's not a redhead. He has brownish red hair. And I know that because he called me the MF word when I called him a hot Jew. But um, you can follow him at Mo Mandel on Twitter. If you go to his profile... Click on MoVersusTheWorld.com. It tells you all the latest and greatest about his podcast. He has a podcast where whenever he has a guest on, it's Mo versus that guest. He's even more sarcastically funny. I would say he reminds me of Louis C.K., no red hair, and really, really, really hot. Not saying Louis C.K. isn't hot, but Mo's definitely the hottest Jew I've ever seen. Also, look for Mo if you like him once you research him. He's going to have a True TV TV series starting in the fall. True TV is, has all those funny, world dumbest, um, it's pretty, pretty funny channel. But, um, yeah, he's, gonna have, he's filming it right now, so look for that in the fall. And as far as hot DJs, I mean, Wow. If anyone has seen 22 Jump Street, in the beach scene towards the very end when they're all on the beach, there's a DJ jumping up and down with blonde hair. That's Diplo. Diplo was rumored to be dating Katy Perry. He actually produced Beyonce's song, End of Time. Look him up on Instagram. His body is sick. And he's... I don't know if a lot of people would like him because a lot of people don't like blonde men, but he is insanely gorgeous. And, um, yeah, look him up. He's, his Instagram is pretty racy. 
he he talks a lot about you know naked. He posts a lot about naked women and smoking weed, and he's shirtless and yeah, a little bit racy. If you're not into the raciness, you can always switch over to Calvin Harris, aka Rita Ora's ex. He's this tall, skinny, insanely talented producer. He works with Rihanna on um, We Found Love, which um, is probably my favorite Rihanna song because it, at the time Hunger Games was out. So um, I thought it was funny that somebody made a, a picture, We Found a Loaf in a Breadless Place. Sorry, sidetrack. Um, he works with one of my favorite up-and-coming artists, and I say up-and-coming because she hasn't exploded yet, and I really want her to, which is El. Ellie Gold. He worked with her on a, a song called, um, oh, God, what's that song? I'm tra- drawing it completely. Like, sorry. Um, I Need Your Love. That's it. Um, that song is insane. And just listening to it, every time I listen to it, I'm like, wow, this guy's a genius. I see him becoming a legend, as big as David Guetta. Um, also look up DJ Clinton Sparks. He's pretty cute. But my favorite hot DJ has to be DJ Polly D. I have no idea what his music sounds like. I'm just in love with him from the Jersey Shore. I, yeah, he, he can do no wrong in my eyes. He's funny. He's personable. I just love that guy. So hopefully he gets really, he blows up really big. And so speaking of hotness, since you guys brought it up, I have a crush of the day. Now, I couldn't choose between all of them. Um, so it's a three-way tie, basically. Um, they are the Scott brothers. Now, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you know that I have, like, almost as big a crush on Cody as I do as the Scott brothers. Of course, my favorite, if I have to pick a favorite, is going to be Jonathan. Uh, but JD has probably the best personality out of the three of them. Um, Drew is just like the buttoned-up one that you kind of want to make a husband out of. But Jonathan is so funny. He is like I, – I used to watch their show, Property Brothers. I kind of had to stop because I was getting aggravated. But Jonathan's the one that plays with the kids more. He's the one that, like, cracks the jokes. The one thing I hated about the show is that every single time, if I can talk about the show for a second, every single time the people are presented with two houses, one that that doesn't need as much work, but it's more expensive, or the second one that needs more work, but it's way less expensive, they always choose the more expensive one. And then they cry about, oh, my God, there's so much money I didn't expect. And the one thing that irritates me that made me stop watching the show was every single time. Now, they've done, like, three seasons of the show. Every single time they are on with the family, the family say, are you sure that you, you can do this on time? I don't know if these people own a TV and have watched the previous shows, but it drives me insane. The man's a professional. He can do this. Stop asking that dumbass question. It drives me nuts. And I'm one of these people who I get into, obviously, as you know, 
I get into the TV show or movie I'm watching, and I'm just like, oh, you're so annoying. Why don't you listen? And there was one scene where they they kept, this family kept giving Jonathan more and more add-ons, and he's like, you know, we have to stay in budget. You don't have a lot of money. We're running out of contingency budget. Don't worry about that. And they ended up going a little bit over budget, and they just yelled at Jonathan, and I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm done venting, but I don't know. I can't watch that show, but at the same time, I love watching the show because Jonathan is, like, so funny. And um, my other thing that I want to talk about before I get to one last piece is Y&R. It actually nailed it with the Mariah storyline. By the time, you know, people are listening now, it's Saturday. You know, Sharon had twins. I mean, I like the way that it came out, and I like Sharon's reaction. But I did feel that this whole Sharon hates Mariah thing happened really fast. And I thought it was kind of weird how Sharon figured out who Mariah came down in the lingerie for when she can't even figure out her own secrets. I just thought it was really strange that she, like, figured it out immediately and hated Mariah and called her every name in the book. I just thought that was weird. But other than that, I I really liked the storyline. But, um, yeah, my last piece is, before I close, is I wanted to let all my Eastern Mass slash Boston listeners to know If you like art, and I'm starting to find an appreciation for it. One of my friends, his name is J.J. Long. He does art. um, If you go to jjartworks.com, he has upcoming showings at different venues. And one venue is actually tomorrow on uh, South Washington Street in Boston. Go ahead, look um, look at his stuff, see if you can buy a piece, support him, local artist. He's got a ton of shows on there. So basically, he's booked up through all the way through October. Every weekend from now until October, he's got shows lined up. So go say hi. Tell him you, you know David from the radio. He'll, he'll know who you are. Um, maybe he'll even give you a discount. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. But um, that's it for now. Thank you for listening. Every show that I've had since the first one, so this is like the fifth show, I think, has gotten bigger and bigger in listeners, and I want to thank you guys for that. I really appreciate that. It's a testament to Doug's brand, us as um, hosts, and just you. But thank you so much, again, for being so so faithful, and listen tomorrow. I don't um, have a time set yet. I will get you up time, but the boys are going to be back. So, Tune in. Thanks again for listening. Bye, guys.